We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a weather-ready nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 42, the What Happened to Fall edition. I'm your host, Randy Luna. And I'm Corey Taylor. And we have a special guest with us today for the podcast. It is your wife, Shara Taylor. Yay. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, we want to bring her along so we can just have a Fun time and and we got to tell you we're uh, we're they have uh, a blog a family vlog no 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 it's a not vlog. A vlog. vlog vlog yes why don't you explain what a vlog I think is. vlog is the Russian version of blog like Vladimir oh vlog. yeah no yeah no. a vlog a vlog <laughs> is a video log a video blog basically you're, you're well, blogging I'm not, but I'm video. not typing I'm we're 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 living our, our life for the camera. Now, the camera is on 24. I'll be in the shower and she's filming and it's embarrassing. Yeah. I hope that doesn't you go wish. on Facebook. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but anyway, they are they are vlogging uh, the podcast today. So you'll get to see some of that on their Facebook page. It's a page. What's the, what's the name of it so people can see it? Uh, the Taylor Family. No. The Taylor's, Taylor's Living the Dream. That's the Taylor's Living the Dream. So search yeah. for that. YouTube and, also. And you can see My Ugly Mug and mm-hmm. see them as we uh, video the podcast. Or not video. Well, they're videoing the podcast, but we're recording the podcast today. So well, Thank you for inviting me into your man cave once again. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I've been moving a lot of stuff around. You could probably tell from the last yeah. time you were here. I think you cleaned for me. Some of it's at my I house. Do. Yeah, yeah, I got to, got to give that desk to Corey, and I got a big blank space over here. I've got the green screen moved. I've got a whole corner here that had a bunch of stuff in it that is now gone. So the media studio is coming along. It's not a hundred percent yet, but uh, it's uh, it, it's it's coming along. Okay, Sherry's trying to figure out how the camera works now. <laughs> well, let's get on to the weather. Uh, the big story is that wasn't so big of a story winter story the other day not here anyway no i mean they were they were talking about you know the big winter event coming in and there there were actually a couple of rounds the one coming in from kansas into western missouri and then uh, another batch coming up from northeast oklahoma uh, northwest arkansas into southwest missouri that did materialize but we were just too warm warm throughout the day it got it cold that night it didn't yeah. drop as fast as they thought it was going to exactly kind of disappointing i yeah i mean i was i was thinking well maybe we'll get a half inch i mean i personally wasn't really feeling it to begin with i mean they were saying all this you know the ground temperatures are are cooling but they were still quite warm i and thought it was going to hit and we were going to have to cancel school early 
Yeah, like, and I you really did that was poll. Just yeah, waiting for school to let out early. Well, yeah. this time it was just that the air temple. I mean, we got mostly rain. Now there was a few times I looked out, and there were some huge flakes, and they looked like they were falling in slow motion. It was really cool. Oh yeah, but uh, it was rain and then drizzle, and and we never even really got the freezing drizzle that that was forecast either. Uh, around in Brant anyway, because usually when that happens, you really hear about it on in uh, the traffic because so many hills that freezing drizzle mm. plays tricks on you. Yeah, but well, uh, we have our driver now at school, so I was terrified all day. So I was watching out the window because I was like, I want him home before anything hits. Yeah, I don't want 16, him trying to. He's never driven on ice or snow or anything. Dude, like that that, you know, when you're 16 and just learning, that's not the best time to be He's 17 now. Be, be driving. Oh, well, yeah. 16. Sure, sure. <laughs> you don't even know how old your kids are. You just had a birthday. <laughs> just had a birthday. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, but but yeah, and I was looking at radar the in in the evening, and it looked like the bulk of everything was. Pretty much north of, of 44, and that's where we got some accumulations. Uh, Nevada and Joplin both reported around three inches of snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was from that, that batch coming out of southeast uh, eastern Kansas. So <laughs> we're working on the video. I love it. it. But Springfield officially recorded an inch and a half, which, you know, if you want to say between one and three inches, that fits in there. Again, Branson got nothing, and uh, we don't think we're going to... Which I'm glad I didn't have to try to drive to work in the weather and come home at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, weather, I, but I was in St. Louis. I was taking some snow. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, uh, over Veterans Day, I did a cabaret uh, with my uh, business associate up in St. Louis. When I lived in St. Louis, uh, we had a children's theater together, and she did her own cabaret show, and I was music director for it. And great thing to do on Veterans Day. But then I kept hearing, okay, winter weather advisory is coming in. It's like, do I leave after? Do I leave? The, you know, I was going to come home on Monday. And I thought, you know, I just I just get a cup of coffee and I just drove. And I thought, you know, if I'm going to get here before the big event or whatever. And look what happened. Absolutely nothing. nothing. Now, Central Missouri. Everywhere did, else got it. We were like our Branson bubble at work. Oh, yeah? It's a dome. Okay, yeah, sorry, it's, it's the, the Branson Dome. dome. You know, and, and that and that does happen, and uh, I mean, and usually, like in Central Missouri, uh, when you have a snowpack, your overnight lows are much lower than what they forecast because models do not take in consideration snowpack, and how can they? I mean, you know, they say you're, it's going to snow this much, but then they forecast a low based on just normal ground temperatures, so they had to lower there. Their temperatures a little bit, but ours, I mean, we had that colder advection coming from the north in that it just took a, a little bit longer to get here. And that's basically the reason we didn't get anything. And it's the story that of the past few winters, it seems like uh, it takes, it finally gets below freezing after the rain's done. It seems yeah. like that's been happening for winter after winter after winter. Now, I don't think we're going to be as lucky this, this year. Uh, we've already had a couple of measurable snowfalls in the northern part of the Ozarks and it being November, I think hopefully it's not a, a precursor of what is to come throughout the winter, but I, it's still supposed it to might be nice be. outside right now. Like this is when we go to Silver Dollar City because it's beautiful. Yeah, this is it's 60 degrees. Yeah. Early, early 60 degrees. That's kind of like our normal high at this point, but 
Last I heard, tonight will be 15 degrees. So. Yeah, yeah that, yeah, that high, that high that kind of pushed everything out and gave us some clear skies. I mean, there's no, it's, there's no radiational, uh, uh, or there is radiational cooling. That's, that's the weather term for if you have cloudiness at night, it acts as a blanket. And, and then the And low, that's what we won't have for tonight. Yeah, we will not have it in temperature. And a light wind, I mean, you get a light wind, man, those temperatures are going to tank. And I know we've broke some, broken some record lows already this this november so <laughs> we'll have to check and see what that record low is for tonight posted like on the site because yeah well during the weather school we'll we'll, we'll we gotta check get, that we gotta be pretty close for tonight i would think yeah but moderation is on the way i mean all of that is uh is going to move out now i will say that uh as of this afternoon we did see there is a system that's to our southeast that's going to be moving northeast it really won't affect branson that much we've got um, I think the last check was like a 30% chance of some snow coming in overnight Wednesday into Thursday. This shouldn't amount to anything. We're just going to say this in Branson. But southeast Missouri, northeast Arkansas, and central Illinois looks to get the brunt of this thing. And there are winter storm watches out from Centerville. Uh, is it Centerville? Uh, Missouri. Yeah, Centerville, Missouri, northeast through central Illinois for a potential of four to six inches of snow. Now, wow. now, now models have been going, it depends on which model you look at. Sometimes the models, it, the placement is off and you got to kind of take a consensus. One model was saying, oh, it's going to be further east than it was, you know, than, than the other one. And if it was further east, then we're going to get more snow. We should say that the models have a real hard time of, of plotting winter weather. Very, very difficult. I mean, as the, with the compared GFS to spring awful. storms, they do, a, <laughs> they do a decent job to me for, for spring, yeah. you know, severe weather season. But winter weather. Well, I don't know. All the persimmons I've seen have been huge spoons. Oh, well, well you, but you know what? This, this past four or five years, they've all been they've huge always spoons. Been. I've never seen anything but the spoons. I, I did, I've seen one knife and one fork in my entire life. So spoon must be the what you get. On the average, on that thing, I've never, I've never split one open. I don't even know if I could tell you what a persimmon looks like. I've had several friends put them on Facebook. Oh gosh, yeah. When I worked at Silver Dollar City, uh, one, there are, uh, I forget his title, but Dennis, one of the one of the managers, uh, there's persimmon trees all over the place. So we went out there and we got a whole handful of persimmons and we cut them open, all spoons, all spoons. And I think that was an, a La Nina year, and we didn't get squat for snow. <laughs> we didn't get anything. <laughs> so, you know, and I think somebody even posted that on our Facebook page in a comment that, you know, the persimmon seeds this year are are all spoons, so that means one thing. And it actually it means one thing. It's been kind of disappointing lately. Yeah. I it mean, means the same thing that the woolly worms mean. It means... Absolutely nothing. The squirrel's nest, you know. I was going to get that back out. We need to we need to re up that in our winter weather outlook, which is coming soon. It is. We need we to get it out here. Really it's almost Thanksgiving. Yeah, a winter night. Uh, this year. Yeah, a little, little bit late, but uh, again, we've already had some winter. But this this winter weather outlook will be for December, January, and February, and hopefully in March we'll be warming back up. I mean, the, uh, now, I will say that the Climate Prediction Center, what we can do right now is look at all the different sources. We look at El Nino. We look at uh, the Climate Prediction Center. Uh, there are uh, the CFS model is a longer-range climate model, not a short-term weather model, but a climate model, and it bases everything 
on past events and kind of gives a projection. And there are several of those. And looking at those, mm, looks like this big bubble of cold air may be kind of moving out. So we can, we'll be like slightly above average. Now, when we say average, we're talking an average for the month. Doesn't mean we're not going to have cold snaps. It just means an average for the month. For December, looks to be a slightly warmer than normal. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, the El Nino, like I said, I was gone this weekend. So now I'm really going to be looking at the El Nino and seeing what that's doing. I mean, it's, it's pretty common consensus. Well, let's that- look at something that whether people don't look at as often as maybe they should. And I'm going to, I bring it up and that's, and I'm talking about <coughs> history. Yes. Let's talk about uh, past years and mm-hmm. early snowfalls. And this is coming out of the Kansas City area, not the Springfield-Branson area. Okay. But uh, I got this from the Kansas City National Weather Service office. Uh, it says, if the snow has seemed like it came earlier this year, you are right. Not only did we have the earliest measurable amount, uh, the, the earliest measurable first snowfall on record for the Kansas City area, but they got theirs on October 14th up there. Oh, wow. That was their first measurable <laughs> snowfall. October. Uh, but there's been uh, only three years in Kansas City's 131-year history that, that, that they have had three measurable snow events by the 12th of November. That was in wow. 1898, huh. 1992, and now 2018. Now, in 1898, 18, the winter of 1898 and 1899 was the sixth snowiest on record for Kansas City. And in 1992, the other, the other year besides this year, was the 11th snowiest winter. So we'll see, I see where you're we'll going see with what, this. We'll see what happens. So oh. you're saying it could get ugly. Well, if, if history proves anything, we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's very interesting. Wow. That yeah, I mean I mean and having snow in the middle of October in Missouri is just bizarre. Oh, yeah. Sure. Maybe maybe I'm not remembering it correctly, but I feel like as a kid we had a good snow every year. Like we got to go out and oh, sled yeah. and play in the snow every year. And it's like we've had years where we get nothing and the well, kids don't get to go out and play. That's part of the climate change, I guess. You know, I Oh yeah. I remember it my dad, I mean that shows how old I am, but uh, my dad and mom they'd get in the car and they'd tie the sled or on the back of the car with a rope and I'd get on it and we would go around the block and it was just fun. And we're talking snow, like six inches, yeah. eight inches of snow and just snowing. We were out of school place. for days. And of course yeah. I lived on a farm. So yeah, dad would hook us up to the tractor and take us out in the field. Now see, that would be a lot. I think that'd be a lot more fun because he still you, does that with the kids. He has a four wheeler now, but, but you're in the field, so you don't have any cars coming yeah. or anything. Just, just You can go 80 just miles an hour. Well, maybe poop. not 80 miles an hour. <laughs> I don't know. We, Tractors don't go quite that fast. <laughs> we did things as kids that I wouldn't allow, I would allow, my, kids allow my kids to, to do, do now, like da- dangerous, dangerous yeah. things without helmets. Now I don't even let them ride a bike without a helmet, you know? But you know what? We survived. You see those somehow. graphics, you know, somehow. I don't know how, but. <laughs> and especially, especially in winter weather. Oh, and I, I definitely want to tell people that... Tomorrow is Winter Awareness Day. The National Weather Service is designated November 14th as Winter Awareness Day. So we should go outside at 4 a.m. Yes. So tomorrow we winter in our bathing suits mm-hmm. and film a little Facebook, go live on Storm Dar Why? about Winter Weather Day. 
Let's see how long we can stand it. Because it'll be 15 degrees outside. Oh, yeah. See how long we can stand this cold. I can't stand the and cold And I'll say, indoors. yes, we are very aware of winter. Sherry's Today. cold now. I'm cold all the time. I don't have to go outside. She, she dresses in layers in a sauna. No, that's good. Hey, let's talk about climate change one more time. Okay. Uh, there are three ways that I can think of that weather is different from when I was a kid till now. Not only did we get more snow, it seemed like, back then, but... Uh, and we've talked about the hurricanes uh, intensifying more rapidly. Oh, yeah. Another thing is what you don't think of, and I saw a big report uh, this week on, is there are now more wildfires out west than there ever have been before, and it's all due to climate change. Yeah, they're dry. They're very dry. They just don't that's dead. They're rain. deadly. People losing houses left and right, finding bodies in the debris. is It's, it's not cool. No, and hope, hopefully, we got to cross our fingers on this. I mean, it, the El Nino monsoon type patterns are, I mean, they're not coming soon enough. I mean, if we are going I, into I the agree. El Nino, if we have that PDO, that low. We need to speed things along here. Yeah. Get that thing in here. Uh, but they've got to get some rain. We're not looking at that until what? Later on, January-ish, maybe, February, later it, on in the it winter. Might, it might kick in in December, but still, maybe. this is only November, and there's wildfires going all over the place. And de- the desert regions are, are expanding, which is scary out there. Just, there's no rain. I mean, what do you do? You, you can't do anything. I mean, And then you get these, what they call dry thunderstorms, which don't have any rain, but they've got the electrical component. And they'll start a fire out there. Yeah, they'll just strike, you know. I think it's kind of Mother Nature's way of, uh, in in a weird way of Mother Nature's way of saying, okay, this part of the this part of the forest or whatever needs to be cleared out, and then nature will come and do that. But it the bad thing is it's the expense of people actually moving in and living there. So that's that's just devastating. And I don't think a glass of water is going to to make a difference. It might not help. Now. <clears throat> Well, we you know we will say that uh, we're going to be watching these models. Uh, you know, again, you can't like you said a while ago, Corey. It's like you you can't just look at models and put a lot of faith in them. You just got to take in a whole bunch of other factors. And like I said before, I just wasn't feeling one to three inches. I just wasn't. Oh. And didn't you, you, the National Weather Service did a graphic. I want you to explain that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of, kind of may, may explain the Branson Dome in wintertime. Um, the Ozarks Plateau, they did a, a geographic or topographic map of where the Ozark Plateau goes up and all where all the snow fell yesterday. North and west got snow. Yeah. And just stopped where the Ozark Plateau begins, which is roughly... Just north of Springfield, onto the west, down through Lawrence and Berry counties. So, and this is kind of sort of speculation of what happened. It's not set in stone. It's not, you know, official. But that's the way they're leaning. This probably did what what happened here was uh, places south of Springfield, Pineville, Springfield, to Fort Leonard Wood didn't receive a lick of snow. And, uh... Of course, north and west, that's where they got, you know, the... Nevada, and Three yeah. inches or so. Even Joplin. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Now, did Miami? I didn't hear any reports from Miami. Did they, they did. get any snow? They got. They got about yeah, the they same. got. Well, and their roads were rough. I know. I mean, my, that's where my parents are. My dad was supposed to come here yesterday for a veterans assembly with my son at his school, mm-hmm. and he couldn't even leave that morning. The roads were so bad. So yeah, we thought they were going to cancel wow. school because we thought maybe we figured it was coming our way. Yeah, but they made the right decision by not canceling school. We have one less snow day right. now to make up in the. When oh, the weather's yeah. nice. Yeah, and that's we're going to talk about, you know, take our educated guesses on snow days, which we always sure. mess up. I uh, mean, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's worth the shot. opposite of what I say. Yeah, or me too. I always go a little bit less than you. and So it, let's say there's going to be a bunch, and that way there won't be. It's going to be the opposite mm-hmm. of what you say. Well, there you go. You know, and the problem around the Branson area, I mean, sometimes we get just a little bit of ice or a little bit of snow and they cancel That's school. That's all it takes around here, though. Right. The, People make fun of us, but they don't understand the roads and the hills. Yeah, they, the, the, they're side usually, roads. Yeah. If there's a threat, they will cancel. Well, they didn't cancel going to school because it was just raining. They were going to watch the temperature. If the temperature was uh, going to drop below freezing, they would have canceled, uh, mm-hmm. I think, the first side of snow or anything freezing they would have canceled but it just didn't happen it just stayed warm throughout the day it finally got it 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 dropped pretty quickly once it did drop but it was almost dark by then yeah and all the precip was pretty much out of of the area right it went down you know 30 degrees then about 28 like where we grew up in in oklahoma it's flat right and if you slide off the road you that's it. You've slid off the road and you're in a, a small ditch. That's yeah. it. You don't get harmed. Here, you slide off a road and you're lost into oblivion. Well, here you yeah. slide because you're on a hill or whatever. Right. But you go off of a cliff. If you don't have decent tires, which is, which I need to go do before we have another snow, is go replace the tires on my van. I try to do that before winter every year just so I have some traction at least. We have helps. a very large hill getting into our neighborhood. Oh, going. Yeah. And you know, another dangerous spot around these areas is, is the Bull Creek area, uh, yeah. Highway F. I am always hearing accidents there. And those are bus routes for Branson. And those are yeah. the first reports you hear are are uh, that highway. Was it F Highway? It's highway, F, yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know. If there's a big hill there, right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a big hill, a and then at the, at no the bottom of the hill, it curves to the yeah. right. Right. Okay. Yeah, and it's. Then, a, I mean, it's a, not a very wide road. It's curvy, uh-oh. and there's no shoulders. Another place I hear, especially when there's freezing drizzle and black ice, is the bridge over Taney Como on Highway 65. Oh, right, towards Hollister. Yeah, it yeah. gets icy right there because you know bridges ice before the road, of course. Right. Yeah. But uh. Seems like there are, are always accidents over and over right at that spot. Yeah, and if you live in Forsyth, uh, the best thing is, is just take one sixty or you know sure. around that way instead yeah. of F. I mean F, it's a little a little closer. A lot of them live in Marion Woods though, and you know they. Well, if you, live you in work, Forsyth. if you work in my line of work, you know there there's no such thing as calling in and saying I'm not going to be there today. Patients can fend for themselves, but I mean right. we, we just have to drive into town and sleep here. I mean, if there's even a threat, if we think there's going to be any possible way we might not make it to work, then we just have to come into town and, and stay. Oh, yeah. Well, and that that reminds me of the, 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 the thing with the Hughes brothers. I think it was 2013 or something in, in December when we got that mammoth magic snow. Yeah. And uh, we <laughs> we were there and we're like, 
I don't know if I called my wife. It's like, I don't know if I can get home or not. And maybe they'll cancel the show. And they're like, we are not canceling a show. No, because all those people are staying on the strip. They just walk. My show didn't cancel. We carpooled with a guy who has a four-wheel drive. With a sound guy. He had a four-wheel drive. So he took us all home that night. (laughs) But I do remember one night you didn't get to come home. Uh, I was working at Yakov then. Yeah, you stayed at the hotel right there. bought us all rooms across the street at the hotel. There was a hotel there before it was a. Yeah. Mercy Clinic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. that. Every time the weather would get bad, he'd buy the entire staff rooms across the street. That's really cool. We had morning shows. We had morning and afternoon. (laughs) That day we had an afternoon show, and then we had a 9.30 a.m. show. And it was already icy by the time our 3 o'clock show was over, so he went ahead and bought us all rooms and bought us all dinner. Dinner. They had a a restaurant over there, too. So... uh, we just had to get up and walk across the street back to work. We've had the, I mean, I worked in the surgery department for 10 years. And a lot of times the, the surgeons would not cancel their cases. You know, they'd think, well, let's see, you know, who can make it in. What we found over the years was the people who made it in were the older, you know, their 70s, 80s. Oh. You know, and they would come in and break a hip coming in. Or, you know, it's like the younger people would call they'd and cancel. they freak out. They- <laughs> You know, hey, we're not going to make it. But so they ended up where they had to cancel. They got to where the surgeons had to make that call, even with their clinics and stuff. It's like we have to close because these people, you know, they don't have they don't have jobs. They don't get out much. So, you know, when you've got an appointment to get ready to go for, that's what they do. And inevitably you get broken hips and ankles and wrists. And that that's the biggest thing. And that's what I always tell my mother. I mean, if if it's icy, she won't go out. Don't it's like risk just it. it's not don't. worth it. No, I mean we have a, a well. I mean the the house they got uh, was built with right before I was born, over fifty years ago. I'll just put it like that. <laughs> and it has a well, and it, there's no way to heat it. So we have to put every winter a couple of of light bulbs we got a 100 watt to 60 watt and we attach it in there and run an electric cord back to the house so when it gets to 15 degrees we plug it in and the well stays warm because if that thing freezes you know get you get the container the holder box will will freeze and they won't have any water hmm. so so every night we always have this thing okay should i plug the well in yes plug the well in and and my mom texted me today she goes i haven't unplugged the well all day long of course the temperature hasn't been Above freezing in Springfield, which is January weather. This is November. <laughs> what? Right. What is going on here? I had a fall on the ice. How long ago was that? Five, oh, almost five years yeah, ago. Yeah, I remember that. So I'm very leery of walking. I take my time. I try not to get in a hurry, and I mm-hmm. make every step count. Yeah, and I'm getting That's older too. I had a nice big shiner black eye for. Get <laughs> a huge growth on your face <laughs> for months it was all swollen it took forever for that to go away and you got hit by mike tyson people looked at Corey funny in they public sure did. <laughs> <laughs> i know well i mean moving on <laughs> your poor black eye i know but no uh but we you know we talk about the weather the weather models and stuff uh, the weather school this week is all about weather models how they work and uh, why sometimes you have to look at all of them to make a weather prediction. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Storm Dar Weather School. 
This week's topic is all about weather models. You've heard us constantly talk about models on our Facebook page, so we wanted to give you some insight on exactly what they are and how they work. There are so many different types of models out there, and they involve intense calculations of data provided by radiosondes. A radiosonde is a battery-powered instrument carried in the atmosphere by a weather balloon filled with hydrogen, and they're released twice a day from around 92 different National Weather Service offices all around the country. The balloons take the radiosondes way up in the atmosphere to measure things like altitude, temperature, dew point, wind direction and speed, and barometric pressure. Eventually, the balloons will burst after reaching a height of around 13 miles, and the radiosonde will fall back to Earth. You might happen to find one of these radiosondes on your property sometime. They're all equipped with a prepaid postal bag, so all you'd need to do is put the instrument in the bag, and the post office will return it to the National Weather Service for recycling. The raw data collected by the radiosondes are relayed back to the National Weather Service office and fed into supercomputers. In essence, the models themselves are computer programs that produce a future state of the atmosphere. All of them use mathematical calculations and project how they think the atmosphere will behave in the future. Each model uses slightly different equations and we get slightly different solutions with each one. Their accuracy is good one to three days out and starts decreasing after that. Most models are pretty good up to six days and only somewhat accurate after that. There are two types of weather models. One, probabilistic, and two, deterministic. Probabilistic models vary the starting conditions slightly and are basically producing a what-if scenario. The deterministic models are ones that run with a specific set of conditions and result in a single conclusion. One of the main ones we use is the GFS, or Global Forecast System. This one is updated every six hours and is designed for short, medium, and long-range output. This one can forecast 384 hours or 16 days out, although the accuracy really diminishes after about seven days. We also use the NAM, or North American model. It's similar to the GFS, but it has a shorter range in forecasting and only goes out about 84 hours. Another popular one is the ECMWF, or the European Center for Medium Range Weather Forecasting model, or what we call the EC or European. It's different from the GFS and the NAM. The EC uh, has a high resolution and is able to forecast smaller scale processes. The difference between the American models, the GFS and the NAM, and the European is that the European collects data every hour for 12 hours before generating an output. The EC only updates twice a day and is really considered a little bit more accurate than the American models. Each model uses hypothetical situations and compiles a best guess based on the data they ingest. The GFS uses 21 hypothetical situations, while the EC uses 51. 
The models run various scenarios and change small variables with each run, and then they select the most common result. Usually, most models come into the same agreement about two days out. A few other models in this category are the RGEM, or Regional Deterministic Prediction System, that's another Canadian model, and the JMA, which is a Japanese model. Some of the other shorter range models we use are the HRRR, or HER, which stands for High Res Rapid Refresh. This one only goes out 18 hours, but it's updated every hour. This one's good for very near-term forecasting, like severe weather events. Another is the WRF, or WARF, which stands for Weather Research Forecasting, and only goes out 48 hours. The WARF also updates every hour. There are even models that focus more on tropical weather, like the HWRF, or the Hurricane Weather Research and Forecasting model. This one is a cousin to the WARF, and it's designed to track disturbances over the oceans. One of the longer-range models is the CFS, or Climate Forecast System. This one doesn't focus too much on near-term weather because it's designed to look at the global climate patterns and make seasonal forecasts. Models only generate output for slices of the atmosphere in which weather and patterns have a propensity to differentiate. The first slice is taken at roughly 5,000 feet where the friction from the Earth decreases considerably and the airflow is more constant. The next slice is around 10,000 feet and at around 18,000 feet, we're able to see areas of vorticity better, like low-pressure systems and ridges of high pressure. The top two slices are around 30,000 and 38,000 feet, and that's where we can see the jet stream much easier. Because models only give us slices of the atmosphere, then it's up to the human forecaster to make judgments on what weather should occur in the entire vertical column. Models are only used as a guide, and it's up to the forecaster to make the final call. Weather models are very complex, and it would literally take hours to fully explain the ins and outs of how they work, but this should give you a basic knowledge of weather models. So, next time you hear a forecaster say, models are indicating, then you'll know what we're talking about. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you go about weather models and why you can trust them and why you can't trust them sometimes. So there you go. That was great. Thanks. Took a while to I do learned that, a lot. though. <laughs> I hope everybody did. So it's time for This Week in Weather History. So, Corey, what you got? Well, This Week in Weather History, uh, well, I got something that actually happens this week, and that's the Leonid meteor shower. Ah, yes. And I haven't heard whether it's going to be a good shower yet this year or not. I need to read up on that. Boy, if it were like tonight, it's nice and clear, but cold outside. Uh-huh. Uh, usually, you, you get a few early meteors so uh, you know if you look up in the middle of the night tonight i bet you might see a couple or more. Uh, memories of sleeping out on the sidewalk with a sleeping bag yeah. watching for the meteors oh yeah get all warm and cozy in there but this week in weather history uh, back in 1833 mm. they were just 
observers were just kind of figuring things out up there upstairs and looking at the the meteors and they knew what the the meteors were and 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 they were familiar with the the Leonin meteor shower but that year the event that year was very intense and 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 by some estimates in 1833 the Leonid the Leonid meteor shower in a 9 hour period had 240,000 visible meteors no. or meteorites yeah yeah isn't that something 240,000 I'm looking at a that would artist depiction of that, that and mean, there's just meteors everywhere coming down to the skies. Oh, like, I don't. I, they. Uh, what's your confidence on that? Do you think that actually happened? It led. They to, didn't have any equipment to measure that. Yeah. It led. Well, they can count. But no, how do you count that? One, two, three. Four. Oh, they had. It, 1833 was not that long ago. Who had that job? Of they had. There, there were definitely scientists out there, and it, that year led to some sort. <laughs> of formulation of a theory on the origin of, of the Illinois meteor shower. That's when they figured out exactly where it was coming from and all that kind of good stuff. Oh. And I don't even know exactly where that where it is. Is it coming out of a constellation or something like that? I can't remember. But uh we'll look it up. Yeah. It, uh, well yeah, the the the, the Leonids, like the Perseids come from the right. constellation per or Perseus around there, and they're in the basically in the northeast sky, and those come in in August. So uh, the Leonids are a prolific meteor shower associated with the comet uh, Temple Tuttle. Temple Tuttle, yeah, not Swift Tuttle. The Temple Leo, Tuttle. the Leonids got Leonids. their name. The Leonids got their name from the location of their radiant, of their radiant in the constellation Leo. It ah. looks like it's coming out of the constellation Leo, but it's caused by the Temple Tuttle comet. Temple the, the Tuttle. T e m p e l. Temple. Temple. You know, I've never heard of the Temple Tuttle. The date of the peak this year is November seventeenth, which is Thursday. Mm, Saturday. But today's the 13th. We're recording at 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, Friday. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully we'll have some, some nice we clear skies. newlyweds and pregnant with our oldest child. I remember that first time. I'd never even heard of the meteor shower, and Corey woke me up in the middle of the night. I'm huge pregnant, and he wakes my poor self up. Makes me go sit out in the driveway. <laughs> In the sleeping saw, bag. We saw some good we ones. We saw a lot. Grazers. Thankfully, now we have children that he can drag out and I can stay in bed. <laughs> yeah, she do not come out with me anymore. It's like. It's cold. <sighs> tired. Well, she's, she's cold, yeah. <laughs> like you said, you have the kids. The kids can take over now and, and do all that. <laughs> they keep you company while I sleep. But here's the details of the 2018 meteor shower. Uh, it's peaking on the morning of. November 17th or 18th. Now, Saturday morning looks to have less moonlight. I'm not sure about cl cloud cover mm -hmm. uh, this weekend, but uh, as far as the moon goes, you know, that's best time to view it because you don't want that moon out and the light pollution. You want to go out in the country if you can. Uh, there's lots of places around the uh, Ozark Mountains you could go out and get, get away from the Branson lights for sure. So, but yeah. Well, the good thing is I just now I'm looking at the forecast grid for Branson. Friday night is clear 
and a morning low uh, on Saturday morning of 38. So that we got a heat wave coming. That's nice. And then Saturday is mostly sunny. So if that's the peak Friday night into Saturday, it looks like great viewing. Uh, like you said, with the moon, we don't know. I'll check what the moon is, but uh, yeah, get away from the Branson lights and look at the Le- Le- Leonids. Now, it's not expected to be anything real spec- spectacular. Uh, we're talking 10 to 15 meters per hour at its peak, uh, and that's in the yeah. darkness right before dawn. So, I mean, if you want to bundle up with your significant other in a sleeping bag and stare at the stars, that'll turn give into you, a popsicle. That'll give yeah. you something to look at. Well, so. the, the overnight low, like when we, we get to Saturday morning, is going to be about six degrees warmer than our high today. So maybe it'll feel like a heat wave. A, so it'll still be cold. Maybe you could hook me up a heated blanket. Yeah. Now, well, the, the high on Friday, right now, they have it at 59. Ooh, heat wave. Yeah. They've, uh, they're, they're trending that up, actually. I mean, it wasn't that. They, it was in the 50s, but not quite 59. As of last night, so they keep putting that up. So yeah, and I'm good with a, that. That's almost 60 degrees. Yeah, I know. And then looking at, but on Sunday, the I mean, uh, Saturday is supposed to be mostly sunny, but another wave is moving in. So Sunday, a uh, chance of rain and snow between 7 and 8 a.m., and then a chance of rain after that. So temperature is going to be above freezing. And I don't see, and looking at the long range, I know I put long range in quotes, so don't, don't tag me on this, but uh, the GFS doesn't really have any chunk of cold air coming down. And really, the Canadian only goes out in about 10 days, but the GFS goes way out. And we, I don't see another chunk. Maybe this is that warm streak that we're talking about before before El Nino sits in and we get wet and cold. I don't know. I've heard both ways, cold and, and warmer. So Yeah. Well, like I said, the Climate Prediction Center is, is saying maybe just a little bit above average, and then equal chances of precipitation. So that should be average. And that's from the Climate Prediction Center. So we're going to keep doing this. I mean, this week is extensive research getting the winter weather outlook um, together. I mean, we don't want to give too much away, but we're kind of giving some stuff away. But we'll just explain it more why we come up with our idea of why we think this is going to happen. And then just make a bad guess on school closing day he says we do <laughs> i would have been wrong already from yesterday yeah i, I was have, really i would for have guessed to... i would have guessed that they would have canceled but... yeah well we got that that, that ridge thing and i also just checked this is this is another update the uh uh now southeast missouri the, all of southeast missouri has gone under a uh, winter storm watch for the potential of six to eight no, four to six inches of snow. Well, what's uh, criteria for a watch again and a warning? Uh, is it five over there, five inches? Uh, four to six. Yeah, yeah. if they get at so least four. Yeah, in the center of the country, it's more. It's like I think Mike was talking about that. The threshold in the center of the country where we are, if if you get over four inches, it would constitute a winter storm warning. Uh, and then less than that, uh, winter weather advisory. But I've seen more. Even last year, we got more. We kind of unexpected. Not expecting it. We were expecting like three and got closer to six or seven at one time. Yeah, that was Still that bizarre only had, thing. Yeah. Never did have a winter storm warning, though. So, 
No, uh, it's maybe just, at the last well, second. It's like, oh, wait, it's going to yeah. snow double <laughs> what we It's still coming down. <laughs> yeah, all of e- Northeast and Eastern Arkansas Winter Weather Advisory. That includes Jonesboro, uh, Western Tennessee, and Northwestern uh, Mississippi is under a winter weather. Yeah, this thing is growing. Uh, so confidence is increasing. A winter storm was going to happen over there. But again, like Does we Mississippi said, usually get snow in November? Well, I think they're going to now. That's uh, yeah. northern I mean, Mississippi. That's, Mississippi that's, but still, gets snow, that's the south. Yeah. Yeah, and most of Georgia, I'm just looking on here, most of Georgia is under a flash flood watch or warning. Hmm. So, the, now the, yeah, I mean, if, if and when El Nino does kick in and we get that southern, that southern track... Of the jet, yeah, those southern states, which we have talked about before, that's where you're going to get those southern states, Arkansas, Louisiana, all the way over to Georgia, of more of a stormy period. So eh, we'll just kind of see if that if that turns out. You know, and then we're right in the middle, so who knows what we're going to get, but we'll let you know. So, Well, let's move on to the next segment. It's the weather word of the week. And this week's Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week is being tossed to Shara. So, Shara, what is the Weather Word of the Week? Weather Word of the Week is dendrite. Yes. And that means? That would be hexagonal ice crystals with complex and often fern-like branches. Yeah. And we also talk about uh, dendrites or the dendritic layer. Which is, you're looking at me funny. It's like, oh, oh, (laughs) Uh, the dendritic layer layer is upstairs, and that is the precise layer of the atmosphere that we can expect snow formation. So that's where dendrite, dendritic comes in. And I was also searching the official definition, and dendrite is also a medical term. I, I had, did not know that. It's, it's a branched extension of the nerve cells. Is that oh, it? Oh, I did know that. So <laughs> it's basically a branch, <laughs> no, like, I mean, like, like the I crystals like, are branched familiar. like a fern. It's basically the same thing with a nerve. Yeah. Yeah, well, it kind of branches it's out. It's kind of similar in your lungs. and. Yeah, yeah, Very dendrite. Interesting. Very interesting. So, so, yeah, complex and often fern-like branches. And I think uh, frost kind of does that, too. Oh, yeah. You get that sure. on the window. And we did a weather school about frost, all the different types of frost, which I thought it was, I didn't pretty, know they were cool many. patterns. Yeah. And, and they form just basically, you know, on different, form differently. There's the hoar frost, there's the, the, the black frost, which really isn't frost and stuff. Anyway, you can go back and listen to that. Well, how, are the, how are snowflakes formed? They're all different too. They're yeah. All, I, mean, I love the newer cameras now that will actually zoom in and show the, pattern of snowflakes yeah that's my uh we need to issue a snowflake photo uh contest, contest. oh that would be cool see how close you can get into a snowflake that would be cool and uh i've seen some really neat pictures over the last couple of years that would uh-huh. be a, that would be something cool to post on stormdar let's it next time we get like some snow i mean yeah. we'll have to do it i didn't catch it right there yeah, right. i didn't catch the two flurries that hit our house yesterday yeah <laughs> That'd be cool. I've I've done that before. I had one that landed on my trash can and got my big lens out. So uh, it can be done. You could probably even do yeah. it on a cell phone if you As try. You say nowadays, I mean. Oh, with the phones my, the way they are? Oh, my gosh. My yes. phone, this phone that I have in my hand is 12 megapixels. So, you know, you might wow. be able to. We'll see. We'll see what we can do. You can zoom way up there. Yeah. yeah. And I expect to get tons of the, tons of entries on that because 
if you get everybody's going to get snow, so get your camera out, take some pictures. Yeah, if we know it's going to snow and do I mean, everybody stuff. takes pictures of their yard and right. what their house looks like. Take a picture of one snowflake and see what's because they're all different. That's yeah. the that's the real beauty. Just came up with all that. Thank you. Wow. That was free. Corey had a genius moment just then. <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll have to yeah. So next time it's so you need to work on a graphic, you know. So you could Oh I will. I'll have to look for my picture that I took. Who knows where that is? That was yeah. a long time ago. And say yeah, I'm posting and say, beat this. Yeah. <laughs> well it's easy to do. <laughs> that won't be hard. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, I guess to to wrap up, I mean, uh, uh, we're gonna get out of this little deep freeze, kind of get a little bit a little bit uh, warmer, and now, I mean, like you said, that's kind of surprising. Now I'm seeing 59 on Friday with, with sunny skies. I, I wasn't so sure we were going to get up near 60 for a while again, you know? This, oh, yeah. I didn't think we were either. to me. And, and we'll be watching that, and Thanksgiving's coming up, so we need to do some special Thanksgiving travel. Uh, we One of the things that we do, specialty here at Stormdar, is personalized travel forecasts. So, And we will be traveling. Yeah. Well, I'll whip up a travel forecast for you. All you need to do is tell us within like three or four days of you leaving, when, you, when you're leaving, destination A and destination B. And what we will do is compile a accurate travel forecast to tell you if the roads are going to be fine if you got snow coming down and we do this even in the summer too if you're going to be heavy I rain used or to flooding. message you back before we ever met you do you yeah. remember that yeah yeah like many many years ago funny story uh-huh. we were traveling to oklahoma for thanksgiving and we were under a tornado warning remember that oh yeah yeah you remember recording? We were going through Springfield. I, and I we, recall. We and stopped at Brahms. Yeah, Stormdar called us and said, get off the road. Do not go to I-44. It's coming right at you. So, yeah, we, right we sat in Brahms <laughs> and hoped to not be blown away. And it worked, right? Yeah. And, I mean, I remember every time we'd be traveling, I would text Stormdar. Oh, yeah. What's it going to do? And I, uh, Another friend is Sabrina, uh, which is my guitar player Steve's wife. Uh, she lived lived in Roswell. New Mexico. I just remember that story so vividly because she was getting ready to make a trip to Branson. And I saw there was a major winter storm headed her way. It was going to land the next day. Uh, and she's, so I was messaging her. And I was like, you know, there's a, you really kind of need to go. I didn't know what you're planning on leaving. She's like, oh, well, I was going to leave tomorrow about, about noon. It's like, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> we're not going to be leaving. So, so she, you know, we went back and forth and she made plans and she got out of there that night and got, you know, way, I guess, into Texas or something. Uh, and I think she may have went all the way. But the next day, someone sent a picture of Roswell. They had like six to eight inches of snow. It's wow. Like, she's like, thanks for getting me out of there. It's like, hey, we're watching for you, man. <laughs> you know, just you got to tell us where you're, where you're going and we're going to watch out winter, flooding, hail. Naders, you know, <laughs> whatever. It's usually when I'm scared. Yeah, but but when you do a travel forecast, don't don't message us like tomorrow and say, "Well, we're leaving, leaving in January." In 10 minutes. No. Well, no, leaving in January. You're like, no, it's that's too far out. So if you can get us like three or four days, or give us a heads up, you know, message us and then then let us know. We will do that for you because we want everybody to be safe and 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 make make your destination on time and storm dark cares. We do. I need to throw a music, music gling oh, in there at dun, some point. Dun, dun. <laughs> Piano music. Yeah. 
That's what I need to do is hook my piano back up here. We I need to get a harp down here and just some, you know. Oh, I have Logic 10, so I've got oh. like 15,000 different. Uh, <laughs> I, I figured you might. You want a harp? I got a harp. <laughs> well, you got anything else, Corey? I think we've been talking for quite a while here. I think we got it all out. I'm enjoying it. Cheryl, I'm, I'm glad you came. I gotta go check on my kids, make sure they're all still alive. <laughs> uh, my guess is they probably are. We left the little ones with the teenagers. <laughs> Keep it in the family. Make sure there the teenagers go. are the ones still alive, not the. Oh gosh, you probably need to go. Well, let's wrap this thing up here. Then, be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to comment on our posts and have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.